0: Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, certified business and mindset coach, author, and speaker. Each week, we'll be talking about simple but powerful business and mindset strategies that will help you build a lean, clean, and profitable business so you can learn to get out of your own way and pay yourself more. Forget average. It's time to level up. Hello, my beauties. How are you? I hope that you are doing well. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to be back. I am revved up this week. Can I tell you? And I'm going to tell you why as well, because as you know, I'm in my year of yes. As you may know, if you've listened to the podcast before, I am all about getting out there more, connecting in person with more people, building my network with um, incredible business owners who I not only want to be around for my own up level, but also being the up level for my clients, like being the coach where they're like, I want to be around Suze because when I'm around her, I want to go bigger. I want to do the work. I feel inspired to take action. Like I am not holding back anymore. So I know that in order for me to be that for my clients, I also need to be in rooms where I'm feeling that as well. And so this week that I'm recording the podcast, it's coming out a little bit late this week because I was in Sydney on Monday and Tuesday. On Monday, I was invited to a mastermind day by the amazing Omar and Nicole, who are or were the founders of Webinar Ninja, which is a webinar platform that I've used for near on probably 10 years. I got it when I first started my business and they've recently just sold it. And they are going to be doing a charity ride in April through Thailand. I think it's for an orphanage uh, or it's for a kids foundation. And so they invited me to come to this Mastermind Day where anything that we paid, uh, you know, the speakers who were speaking, everybody was basically contributing to this fundraiser, this charity that they're going to be writing for. So I just thought it was such an incredible example of bringing people together allowing people to connect and learn from one another and also doing it for a really great cause. So firstly, that's totally inspired me. I definitely want to run something similar in Melbourne. There is a charity that I am doing coaching for once a month that I feel very passionately about. And so just, it's it's kind of got me thinking. Yeah. So I went to the Mastermind Day on Monday and then on Tuesday in Sydney, I ran the personal branding workshop uh, with a group of clients and that was an amazing day as well. And so what I really wanted to talk about today is the mindset and actions that I think we need to talk about in order to build your network. I think that you know, over COVID and all the rest of it, not being able to get out there and see people, we get very used to online and online's great. Like obviously online allows us to reach a global audience. But I also think that building relationships and networks with people where you get to know them, spend time with them in whatever capacity is important as well. And I also think that what I was just talking about, having your energy givers, so that when you give energy to your clients, you're not kind of seeing yourself run dry, but that you've got your own areas, people, groups, where you're also getting inspired, where you're also being around people that help you to get better, be better, think differently as well. So that's what I want to talk about today. I'm going to be sharing some of the lessons and some of the insights from the Mastermind Day And then I'm also going to be sharing a couple of things that I've been saying to new clients and existing clients about building their network and thinking about it differently. And I feel like building your network is a really important thing to grow your business, to grow your client base, and to obviously be making more money and being more profitable in your business too. So, so many benefits. Let's dive into this week's episode. So, I want to start off with uh, the networking mindset that I think is worth having in 2024. And the reason why I think this is a great topic is because when we think about networking, I feel like there's like an old school train of thought where, unless you can actually get into like a breakfast or a BI or a something like that, then. It might feel quite boring, quite stale, like everybody gets up and introduces themselves. There are lots of different ways to be able to network. And I think that there's almost levels of networking that I would really encourage you to do. But the first thing is to identify and realize that, and this is like was said years and years and years ago at one of the very first events I ever went to back in 2014, By Valerie Koo, I don't know if she was the first one to say it, but your network is your net worth. And I want that to actually sink in because I want you to get rid of the old way of thinking or your perception of what networking looks like if you've got an old school perception. The second thing is to really understand your network is your net worth. When you build a network of high-value individuals, and when I say high-value, I'm not just talking about the money that they make. I'm talking about high-value as in they're amazing people. They think about you when you're not in the room. They want to be able to help and contribute to you so that you can grow and develop and obviously you want to be able to do the same. So when I talk about high-quality network, that's what I mean. And really thinking about who are the type of people that I want to connect with? You know, what are the attributes? What's their values? What are the things that they love to talk about that I know is something I would want to talk about as well? And it's not about being around people who are all the same, because obviously you can have different skill sets, but you want to be around people where there's a values alignment. And so, The new way of networking and the new way of thinking is to curate and be intentional about who you're wanting to build relationships with. I kind of think about this a little bit with friendships too, where you might meet a whole lot of people and you've got loads of acquaintances, but there are certain people where you're like, I'd really love to go for a coffee. Do you want to go for lunch? Like this is somebody I want to invest time in building a relationship with. And so there's almost tiers of your network where you've got, well, number one, you've got like your community and you've got your connections. So these could be people that at some point in time, you either follow them online, they follow you, you've connected in some way, shape or form, but you don't have any kind of relationship. You just know them by name. That's like level one. Level two is that you've actually connected with somebody, you know them, you know a little bit about them, you may have seen them more, more than once, and you Feel like if you needed something or you wanted to ask something, they would be somebody that you could potentially touch base with and ask a question for, get a connection from. But you're not friends. And then you've kind of got that next level, which is now, which could be clients. So clients who you know, clients who you've got a deep relationship with, you communicate with them on a regular basis etc. But you are the support to them. And then I feel like you've got your friends. Yeah, so your friends and your network, who you might catch up with often. So I've mentioned before, I've got a little Facebook chat with four other women who are in the online marketing course space, where we drop in questions and share resources and talk about personal stuff. And so that's now like a much deeper network. And so I want you to sit and think about if you were to think about the deeper relationships that you've got and the people that you speak to on a regular basis, how do you make that a richer group for you? Once again, not talking financial, but a more meaningful group for you. How do you expand your network where you've got, more relationships at a deeper level. Now, I'm not talking about your besties. I'm just talking about people where you might connect with them regularly. So, for example, Omar and Nicole, I met them about five years ago. I was emceeing an event. They were speaking. We've kept in contact since that. They invited me to the mastermind day. I would go out for dinner with them. Like they're people who I know are great. I've been on Omar's podcast. They're great. There's value alignment. I personally really like them. They're really amazing at what they do and all of the experience that they've had. And so really thinking about who would I love to build a relationship with? Who are the people that I kind of want to start to connect with more And see them more, speak to them more, interact with them more, so that I can start to build a stronger network at that kind of level four. Yeah, which is people that you communicate with on a more regular basis, not talking about every day, but a more regular basis where you would refer business to each other, where if somebody was looking for somebody like you, you would be one of the first people that they think about. Remember that I've talked about this many times, that the strength of a brand, and I feel like this goes for networking, the strength of a brand is recall. So are you the first person that I think of when somebody's looking for web designer, graphic designer, copywriter, coach, consultant, whatever it is that you do? And so be intentional, have a strategy around it. And you might kind of be like, "Suz, you don't have a strategy around it. I'm like, yes, you do have a strategy around it. Think about who you're making connections with, who you're interacting with. So A client of mine who has had her business for a while but she's wanting to grow her business and she's in a particular area sort of in the north of Australia – we were talking about how she starts to build her network so that she can get more clients, but I think also grow your network for support, referrals, et cetera. So just a couple of ways that I was saying to her to get started is number one, go and find some local Facebook groups with either women in business or local area groups on Facebook, etc., so that you can start to build your brand, connect with people who are relevant to you. And that's kind of one place just to start. And I think it's just starting. I think it's starting and engaging and being intentional about it. And it's not about hard sell. It's about, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. I would love to connect with any other business owners or other people who are interested in this. Uh, if, you know, if, What I do is of interest. Fantastic. If I can help in any way, let me know. Just once again, the intention and the energy that you're bringing to it. The second thing I said to her is go on LinkedIn and go and look for small business owners. And I listed a whole lot of different titles who are in your area and just go and say, hi, go and connect with them. Go say, hi, be like, Hey there, I'm Suze. I just wanted to connect. I'm really wanting to build my network uh, within this particular region, this area. And if you're ever looking for a brand photographer or looking for a copywriter or looking for a web designer, then I would love to connect. Uh, And also, you know, if there's anything that I can do, please let me know. But just wanting to grow my network. So, when I was back in corporate, this is how I got a lot of clients. I was looking for HR directors. They were decision makers when I was in an employer running the employer brand agency. And so, I would just go, and every single day, I would connect with like at least five or seven HRDs within. Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria. And I'd say, hi, just wanting to, you know, connect, say hi. I am wanting to build my network of amazing HR professionals and would love to connect and always got connection requests, like always got connection acceptances. And I think that it's the activity of consistently being out there and connecting with people. I think we've become lazy. I think everything is online. I think that we expect people to come to us. And I just want to remind you, as I said to another client this morning, half an hour minimum every day. If you don't have clients just like flowing into your business, at least half an hour every day of connecting with new people, building your network, letting people know like who you are and how you can help and if anything they need to let you know, like being that person. And it's not once again about a hard sell. It's not like, hey, here's my services, like those horrible cold DMs that you get on Instagram. I'm not talking about that you know, go and follow a whole lot of people that you're like, these look like people I want to connect with. These look like people who could be my ideal clients. Let me just go and follow them. Let me engage with their content. Let me get to know them because that's another thing. You know, I always say to clients who are wanting to guest podcasts, I don't take cold pictures because I want to know the person. I want to know that they're great. I want to know that they communicate well. I want to know that they're going to bring great value to you as a podcast listener. And so I don't take cold pictures, but if somebody was to go and follow me on Instagram and engage with me in a meaningful way, build a relationship, and I could see that they are great at what they do, then if they were to pitch me, it wouldn't be out of the blue because I'm now somebody who knows their name and who might be part of their network. And if they're contributing before they ask for anything, then that's like a different kettle of fish, yeah? So I want you to really think about when it comes to your strategy, what are the things that you're doing to build your network? So obviously, if you work with people on a global basis, then having people that you can connect with in person, I think is really great. Having online communities that you're active in, not just like a Facebook group that you're part of that you never contribute to, that you never post in, that you're not active in, but somewhere where you're like, I am intentionally here to build my network, to start to build relationships, where I might be able to do collaborations, where I might be able to get to know more people, where, you know, maybe we do podcast swaps, maybe we do things together. But it is very intentional and clear, and you're actually setting aside time to do it. This is the other thing with professional practices that I talk about all the time. Don't complain that you don't have a great network if you don't have a strategy and intention and you're not dedicating time to build a great network. Don't complain that you don't have clients if you're not spending at least half an hour to an hour a day, either creating content, connecting with people, following up on things like spending time on your sales and marketing. We are business owners. That is part and parcel of what we do. Posting on Instagram is not a sales strategy, okay? For a lot of people, if you're an Instagram coach, maybe it is. But for the majority of us, we need a multi pronged approach to building our network across different platforms. And yes, I'm not saying all of them, but pick a couple and dedicate some time. Be intentional with the time that you're spending on it and know what's working and what's not for you. And it is a numbers game. You know, at the end of the day, it's like you might connect with 100 people. And then at the end of the day, you might actually only take 20 or 30 of those through to a conversation. And then you might only end up building 10 of those into any kind of meaningful relationship. And then you might get some clients out of that. Like a Common online business conversion rate is around about anything from one5 to 3%. Yeah. But when you're more in person and building those relationships, then obviously, hopefully that conversion rate is a lot less. Like you might meet 20 people and if you are somebody that, you know, the skills that you have is what they need then those are going to be a lot easier to potentially convert as well. But I just want you to really think about what is my strategy? What is the time I'm dedicating to this? And how do I know what's working and what's not? So I really want you to have a 2024 mindset when it comes to networking. We have got incredible tools at our fingertips and it's about using them well. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people struggle with is that They think that just posting somewhere, like posting on LinkedIn, posting on Instagram is going to be the whole strategy and it's not. You need to have a messaging strategy and I'm not talking about like full on sales. I'm talking about connecting with people and starting to get your name, your brand, your message out there so that the next time they think about somebody like a personal brand coach or a speaker or a website designer or a copywriter, they're thinking of you. Think about how many times you're making connections and whether they're meaningful or not. So that's like part one of this podcast (laughs) Is, is the mindset and actions for building your network in a powerful way. So if you start to create your own networking strategy, then let me know. I would be excited to, uh, to hear about what action, always, what action are you taking from the podcast? It's all nice to listen, but it's better to take action. So the second part of the podcast is what are some of the interesting things that I heard and I learned during the Mastermind Day on Monday. So there were some awesome people in the room. I felt really excited to be there, made some great connections So the first speaker was Alan Dibb. Now, Alan actually wrote the book Lean Marketing. And I remember a few years ago using the one-page marketing strategy. I will link his book and that in the show notes so that you can go check it out. So Alan was talking all about lean marketing. He was talking about value creation when we market. So it's not just about, you know, here's my stuff and buy it. But we're really in a time now where when somebody sees your marketing message, when somebody sees anything that you're putting out there, whether they buy or not, they've walked away with value. They've walked away either learning something, understanding something, thinking differently. We're very much in a time that is all about creating positive externalities so that people benefit from our marketing. And he was also talking about flagship assets. So things that really help us to highlight, exaggerate, and crystallize our uniqueness, which is something that I really loved. Now, you already know that I'm a big one for assets, building assets in your business, whether it is an online course, it's a podcast no matter what it is, speaking, becoming known for that thing, like what is an asset? A book. So his asset has been his book that has really helped to highlight him, exaggerate what it is that he does, crystallize his uniqueness And so really thinking about what am I building that continues to create and add value for me, but also helps to attract the clients that I have. So if that's something that I'm teaching and that I work with my Amplify Mastermind clients on is how are you creating the assets that then you start to revenue stack so that you can be earning more from what it is that you already know, what you teach, you already know that I've shared a lot about what I write in the book is what I share in the podcast is what I teach in my courses. And I monetize that in different ways, workshops, speaking, etc. So how are you creating flagship content experience and tools that can really connect with your audience as well? And this was one thing that I really took away was what tools am I creating that can help my clients to understand themselves, to be able to see where there might be gaps that I become known for that could then also lead them to working with me. So for example, it could be, I'm just off the top of my head, like a brand gap analysis or a brand gap quiz. Yeah. When it, where it shows you what areas of your brand you might be lacking in and then some solutions for you. And obviously one of those solutions could be to work with me. So when he was talking about flagship content, one of the things that, or experiences, one of the things that he mentioned was like the Tony Robbins event. So Tony Robbins, obviously I went to that last year And it was amazing. And Tony Robbins has been running those events. So Unleash the Power Within, Date with Destiny, whatever else the other ones are. And he's been running those for like, I don't know, 20 years. And I remember thinking when I went to that event, you know, sometimes we do things and I have been guilty of this, where we do things for a year or for a couple of times. And then we're like, okay, I've done that, what's next? And it's about building brand equity within the assets and the experiences that we create. So Brand Builders or Bold Business Academy, which is going to be going back to Brand Builders Academy, still BBA, I've had that for about five years now, I think, for five years. Amplify I've had for a few years. And so it's really looking at how do I continue to build the brand equity around that, continue to bring clients into that, look at what experiences we're creating around it so that it becomes a much higher value asset as well. And so those are just some things that he was talking about. Each of the speakers spoke for 20 minutes. So I got so much out of those 20-minute talks as well, and I thought that they were really valuable. So that was Alan Dibb, the writer, the author of Lean Marketing. And I really loved his reinforcement of the assets that you're creating, the flagship experiences that you're creating for your clients as well, so that you can really focus on the big idea when building your brand and then look at how you're creating things that you can rinse and repeat that help to continue to build that as well. So that was one of my lessons from the first speaker. Uh, Steph Clark, who is a friend and who also spoke at the event, she's an amazing facilitator. She runs a lot of uh, corporate workshops for companies, and she's also a speaker. And so she was sharing the SCARF model, which was around how you can run a really great workshop So a brief overview, because I will not give it, do it justice as she did, but scarf, the first thing when it comes to a workshop is status. So looking at who's going to be there. Yeah. Who's in the room? Who am I going to be alongside? You know, really thinking about, am I valuable in this interaction? So one of the things that Uh, That happened before Monday was that there was a doc that was sent out with everybody's photo, how to connect with them, who they were, what their business is, all the rest of it. So that then I knew who was going to be in the room with me. The second thing, which is the C. So if we're going through scarf, the C is really looking at just certainty. So Another thing that was sent out was the agenda. These are all the things we're going to go through. This is who's speaking. This is what they're going to be talking about so that we knew exactly what was going to ha- happen. And also when we're having breaks, when lunch is, what time it's going to finish, what time it's going to start. So making sure that people feel comfortable in the room, they know who's there, they know where they sit in, you know, that environment, certainty, having an agenda, the, the, Third thing is autonomy, the A. So giving people a choice, Uh, you know, do you want to be in this group or that group? Do you, we could do this thing or we could do that thing. Which would you prefer to do now? And so one of the great examples that she gave was, if at the beginning of a workshop, you might ask people what their main objectives are, like what is the one thing you want to walk away from when it comes to this particular workshop, this group discussion, etc. I do this when I'm on webinars as well. So for example, if I say what's the biggest takeaway or what's the one thing you want to take away from our session today, and everybody's talking about one particular thing, then I might adjust the amount of time I spend on that topic in the workshop, in the presentation, in the webinar. And so just asking the question, and allowing people to say what's important to them just makes people feel a lot more confident and a lot more, you know, like they've got a bit of a say as well. The R in scarf is relatedness. So really looking at the relationships in the group and, you know, people want to feel like they belong. So if you get people's talking either to the person next to them or in small groups, then it can help people to feel a lot more comfortable than having to speak out just on their own in a big group. If they can start to have smaller conversations, it can build up their confidence. It can make them feel like, yep, I belong. I've got something to say, even if I'm not going to speak in front of the whole group. And then the F in scarf is around fairness. So really taking a look at You know, once everybody's had their chance to have their conversations and working in groups, then it's about allowing people to then share what they've discovered, share the things that are important to them. Is it fair that everybody has their say? Uh, uh, Is it clear about who can speak and, you know, who's going to be talking next? And so just having that transparency around clear rules, decisions, communication, uh, once people have had the opportunity to contribute as well. So that was a brief overview of the scarf method. I feel like Steph explained it a lot better. It's the first time I've sort of seen that as a method, but there were great takeaways there just around making sure that people know what's going to be going on, who's going to be in the room, giving them choice, you know, helping them to have smaller conversations before they come into a bigger setting and then asking different people's opinions as well. Uh, so that people can contribute. So I thought that was really great. Our third speaker was Oksana Koryakova. Uh, Hopefully I have, I haven't pronounced that right, but anyway, I will have her link as well. So she talks about building a memorable brand and she has a merchandise company. So a branding company where you can obviously have either water bottles or, you know, stress balls or just really interesting and different ways of marketing and building your brand with new clients. So some of the things that she said that I thought were really interesting was who are your first class, business class and economy class clients? And for the clients that are high value in your business, what else are you doing for them? What are you, are you sending them things uh, to make them feel special? You know, I talk about surprise and delight a lot. And so thinking about what else you can be doing to make your clients feel great and to be front of mind for them as well. And something that I love that she talked about was finding out what your client's love language is. Now, one of the things that we do is that when somebody joins one of our programs or buys from us, depending on which product and what level they're kind of at, we ask a whole lot of questions. So, you know, what are you allergic to? Do you drink alcohol or not? Uh, you know, what are your favorite things, etc. So that when we're looking to potentially send them something, we know a little bit about them. I have to say it's really interesting that I get a lot of chocolate. Now I am allergic to chocolate, <laughs> so so people like I once got, and I'm not even joking. I once got a cocoa black box. It was huge. Uh, that was refrigerated and it had all chocolate and I couldn't eat any of it. And my husband thought it was Christmas. So I think just understanding like whether you're sending things to referrals, people who refer business to you, whether you're sending it to clients, like know what it is that they like. Now, one of the things that we've been doing is that we've just kind of stopped generally sending anything that's got alcohol in it because so many people don't drink anymore. Uh, and so things like pamper gifts. So some recently somebody referred a very high value client to me. And so I said to her, would you like me to send you a hamper? Would you like a visa card that was of value? Or would you like like a spa voucher? And so it was kind of like food or drink uh, cash or spa voucher. And she told me which one she wanted. And then that's what I sent to her. So I think also just asking people what it is that they value so that when you're rewarding and showing that you value somebody, it's actually something that they want. So Oksana shared some really creative and interesting ways that she has built her brand, made connections, and really stood out, you know, and really taking a look at that lifetime value of a client. So, for example, if I go into, either zero or some of my systems, like Kajabi at the moment, I'm able to see over the last three, four years who my highest value clients have been. And really thinking about, is there anything else I need to do around those types of clients as well? Uh, the fourth speaker was Dale Beaumont. A lot of you might know his name. He's the creator of the Business Blueprint. And he was really talking about using AI and having conversations with AI. He had like a 40-minute conversation with AI using audio. And then also looking at custom GPTs and something that he's calling B-commerce, which is basically asking AI to buy things for you. So for example, you might say, I'm looking for a pair of Sambas that are green and pink uh, in a size X, like go and search and find me those and then buy them for me. And so I don't know what extent this goes to, but it just kind of shows how AI is developing and what sort of things you might be able to do with it in the future, where it will actually go and find exactly what you're looking for and then go and buy it for you as well if that's what you want. And so one of the key things was really about keeping up to date with where AI is going. I'm going to have Amy uh, from Damn Right coming onto the podcast talking a bit about AI as well. And I think that it's important for you not to stick your head in the sand, but just start to understand it a little bit. You don't have to go deep into it, but understanding it, using it now for helping you to generate new ideas, generate content ideas, refine what you're writing, help you with bios, things like that. It's something that is not going anywhere. It's going to develop really fast. And I think that if you decide not to do anything with it, then in the next year or two or three, it could put you behind. So it's not a scare tactic or anything, but it's just something to be aware of, something to really think about. So those were just some of the things that I learned. There were lots of conversations. There was a give and get session, which basically you share a problem and then other people contribute to help you with that problem. Everybody connected afterwards. It was fantastic. So now it's really about continuing to build those relationships on an ongoing basis uh, to be able to support one another. So I am definitely wanting to run more events. I'm going to more events as well. And just really focusing on how I can learn more, how I can connect more um, and how I can have more fun. You know, I'm all about having fun in your business. And I think it's really hard to have fun when you're just by yourself in your office all the time. Am I right? (laughs) So, even if you're an introvert, I would really encourage you to try and get out and meet people. It doesn't have to be all the time, but just having those relationships where you can have conversations is so important. And so, I'm obviously going to invite you if you're under 100,000, if you're earning under 100,000 and you're wanting to grow, come and join us in BBA. And if you're wanting to build your personal brand and grow assets in your business, come and join us in the Amplify Mastermind. Uh, I am all about having fun in business, being super profitable, having great connections and a community around you. And just building a business that actually works for you, that pays you well. So I think that networking, learning, developing in these areas is so essential. But that is what I wanted to share with you today on the podcast. I feel like that was a lot. Let me know any feedback that you've got, anything that you want to share with me. Uh, and if you need help, then obviously just DM me on Instagram at Sus Chadwick. Come and follow me over there. And the other thing I want to say is that I am always welcoming reviews on the podcast too. If you would love to leave a five-star review, that always helps me to grow and get new ears onto the podcast as well. But listen, have an amazing day and I can't wait to hear what you're up to and I'll see you next time on the podcast.